Rob Thomas with Club Resort Business, and welcome to another episode of Club Resort Talks. Today's episode is sponsored by Tropitone. Tropitone manufactures beautifully crafted, time-tested outdoor furniture for the world's most luxurious resorts and hotels. Since 1954, Tropitone has been a leader of high-quality outdoor furniture and decor. Products are manufactured to a commercial grade for hospitality, multifamily, and club markets. Tropitone is headquartered in Irvine, California, with bi-coastal manufacturing in Irvine and Sarasota, Florida. Learn more at tropitone.com. Now that we got that out of the way, let me introduce you to Phil Karen, our senior editor. Phil, how's it going? I'm doing well, Rob. How are you? Terrific. No complaints. Got a little snowy day to here today. We uh, do. School's out for a lot of the kids. I'm not sure about down your way. Yes, it is. It is out. They they called it actually. They called it last night, even before all the snow started falling. Which, as I'm watching things now, it probably was a good idea. I think this morning I thought, wow, they, that was kind of jumping the gun. But uh, more snow kind of continues to fall out here. So, well, my son enjoyed uh, honoring Martin Luther King uh, with a day off on Monday, and then the school had teachers' uh, work day on Tuesday. So no school on Tuesday. Wednesday he went back to school. No, Wednesday was a cold day. No school. Yes, we had off as well. Wednesday, cold day. Correct. Yeah, mm -hmm. yesterday he went back to school, and today no school. So one day work week for my little fella. My son had two days this week. Yes, my high, well, he's a high school senior. Not so much a little fella anymore, but yes, he also he had two days, and he was uh, ready to party when he heard about it last night. Ooh, yes, hey, right. we get to call late, so. Uh, a uh, little man was already in bed, but uh, he was happy to hear that uh, he didn't have to wake up early. Yeah, there you go. Excellent. Good hey, uh, what's going on in the news? What are you seeing on clubandresortbusiness.com? Well, one thing I wanted to mention, we posted this week a story, a preview story about the, uh, we have two big uh, golf industry conferences coming up this month. PGA show, January 23rd to 26th. Uh, in Orlando, Florida, at the Orange County Convention Center. And then in another week, we'll have the uh, Golf Course Superintendents Association of America Conference and Trade Show, uh, January 29th to February 1st at the Phoenix Convention Center out in Phoenix, Arizona. So just wanted to mention those real quick. Um, the shows, I know with the, back to the PGA show, um, Sherry Major had told me that... Um, they're anticipating nearly a thousand different golf brands and companies exhibiting. As of a few days ago, I checked it. They were up to nine nine hundred ninety-two, so that's looking good. And the big word for this year's PGA show is more. They're going to have you know more participating participating companies, more exhibit space, um, pavilion enhancements. There's also going to be a concert coming up this year, uh, so that should be a, a PGA show winter jam with uh, country music star Jake Owen is going to be there on January 25th. And of course, they'll have some of the, the programs that are expected events. The, the demo and fitting day is January 23rd, AGM retail conference on January 23rd. Also, the PGA fashion show on the 24th, PGA education conference on January 25th. So it should be a great, uh, great event. And I know a lot of people who watch and listen to our podcast are looking forward to it. Yeah, fantastic show. I've been many times. Uh, unfortunately, you and I are not going this year because, uh, well, one deadline was scheduled for that particular week or coming mm -hmm. up. And also we have uh, the GCSAA show in Phoenix the following week. So a lot going on. This is a busy, busy, busy time for the industry, obviously. 
It is, absolutely. And as you mentioned, yes, we are going to be at the, the GCSAA show in Phoenix here at the end of the month. Should be exciting. I got to go to my first show last year, which actually was in Orlando. And we had a great time there and got to meet with a lot of folks uh, within the industry. And I know this year, Mike Strauss, who's the media relations manager for GCSAA, uh, mentioned that they had about 11,000 people attend last year. And they are already projecting attendance about 8% higher than last year. So should be great. Um, I know they're going to uh, once again uh, offer a lot of the same programs we saw before. I think the sustainability showcase might be very interesting because as we, if we've talked about in the program a lot, Rob, I think we know that for golf courses in the industry, it's that challenge is going to continue as far as offering, continuing to offer a lot of great venues for the game of golf. But you always have to balance that with uh, being sustainable, uh, environmentally sensitive. So I am looking forward to seeing that showcase when we uh, go to the event out in Arizona later in the month. Yeah, we got a lot of friends. I know I'm looking forward to visiting uh, several booths. Uh, mm -hmm. My buddy Darius at uh, John Deere, uh, yes. Josh at uh, Toro. I mean, so many people, so many friends. Uh, it is good to catch up hopefully uh, more than once a year, but certainly once a year uh, minimum. Absolutely. Absolutely. It should be great. I know I've been already hearing from some folks who are invited us to uh, visit with them at their booths. And uh, I guess I would mention if there's anybody listening, watching, want us to stop by, uh, you can certainly drop us a line. Uh, I, I'm at pcaron at wtwhmedia.com or to, to Rob as well at rthomas at wtwhmedia.com. Yeah, drop us a line. Let us know. Our schedules are fairly open still. Uh, but we um, certainly will stop by the booth, even if uh, time is tight. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, looking forward to that as well. And um, I get looking, I guess, shifting gears a little bit, Rob, to the news this week. Um, saw a couple stories that were, I mean, hey, all the stories are interesting, but what, a couple that piqued my interest were um, in Minnesota. There's a new uh, racket club that's opened in Mendota Heights, Minnesota, I hope I'm saying that right, called the Heights Racket and Social Club. Uh, it's actually opened by a gentleman named Chris Hilger, who's CEO of the company Securian. And he and a group of friends who I guess, as I understand it, met through a squash club that they've been playing in for several years. They've now uh, opened up a racket facility there, uh, which will be fe featuring pickleball courts, and uh, the first Padel court as well. So kind of an exciting thing to see there. Um, because as I understand it too, the, the neat thing about the story was this group of people, Chris and, and other friends of his, they'd been playing in the squash group for a while. Um, the place where they were going to uh, was going to close up. So um, they then, I guess, long story short, before we know it, they're getting together here, putting together drawings and figuring out a way to open up this facility uh, that will offer uh, racket sports and again, pickleball and, and the state of Minnesota's first Padel court. So kind uh, of, a I guess story. from what I understand, reading the article, uh, mm -hmm. they said it's more warehouse than country club. Yes. Uh, so a casual atmosphere, nothing, no frills, um, but a good time. Uh, I saw like an observation area. I think there was a table tennis up there as well, you know, places to gather and just kind of hang out and be with friends. Right, absolutely. And I, th I believe also saw, yeah, a little bit of a fitness center going on there as well. So uh, there's more than just the racket sports to do there. 
and just thought it was a nice uh nice story nice way to see uh and of course you know pickleball we've talked about uh the excitement with that and the popularity seems to be on the rise all the time but i think i know i think we talked about that in our last podcast that perhaps pickleball is even kind of feeding into uh generating interest among other racket sports as well especially ones that are newer uh to the united states yeah uh you know we've heard a lot that i mean pickleball is the fastest growing sport in america Padel apparently is the fastest growing globally. Um, and so it's great that they're going to have a court there in Minnesota. We also ran an article on the news or on the website uh, about uh, Paddle House, H uh, A U S, um, and uh, Santiago Gomez. Uh, I think they got three locations now in the Brooklyn area in New York City. And now we're starting to look um, globally or at least uh, expanding nationally. Uh, mm-hmm. to really kind of grow the sport and grow his business. And I think we're going to have him on the podcast next week. So looking forward to talking to Santiago and learning more about uh, what Paddlehouse is doing. Absolutely. Sounds great. Um, the other one to mention uh, that piqued my interest story-wise this week was the um, the nine-hole reversible golf course that we're seeing out in uh, or down in Palmetto Bluff, South Carolina. Uh, I thought that was a great, uh, it's a layout from King Collins golf course design. And it's it kind of a course where it, uh, I like the phrase in the article where it's, it mentioned a uh, choose your own adventure golf course. I don't know if Rob, you remember, I'll put you on the spot here. You remember the choose your own adventure books when you and I were younger back in the 1980s, I guess we're going back to now. Um, they were fun where essentially you got to choose where you, where your, uh, the person you were following the main character in the book would go. It could be a lot of different types of adventures. So same thing happening with golf courses here with this. Um, I guess it's the layout, depending on where you're playing from, you could end up playing for a thousand yard course or a 3,100 yard course, uh, a mix of par three, par four, and par five holes. And really looks like a, a neat setup out there, down there. And uh, certainly, of course, I would like to try. We've talked a lot about places trying to offer different entry points or different experiences with the game of golf that's uh, different than the traditional approach. And I just feel like it's another example of that. And it'll be interesting to see if other golf clubs or even country clubs um, decide to follow suit with that. Yeah, King Collins first came to uh, to note with Sweetens Cove. That's the, uh, the darling, right? So that's mm-hmm. the nine-hole course that that the whole world is kind of rotating around. And uh, this uh, this new course down in South Carolina seems like it's going to be uh, on par with uh, Sweetens Cove and certainly, um, you know, every bit it's it's equal. So uh, you're actually looking forward to getting down there and trying that one out for ourselves. Absolutely, absolutely. I should also mention too, you were talking about possibly having a podcast uh, guest with, uh, with Racket sports area i'm i was also looking to seek out seeking out a follow-up interview uh with the folks with grass clippings out in arizona who had uh opened up a uh, essentially a night golf course if you will wanted to check in with them to see how that was going out in tempe and um i th- i know they started operating on De- i believe it was on december 1st uh, so we're hoping to hear from them hoping to find out how that's going so far uh, sounds exciting. It's it's a lighted golf course, uh, nighttime golf happening there on a regular basis out in Arizona, which, as we've talked about in the past with the weather there, 
Um, nighttime golf sounds like a great opportunity. And of course, for people's work schedules too, hey, it's an opportunity to play golf at a, at a different time than what you're accustomed to doing. Yeah, let's get, hey, let's bring them on. Let's get, let's get them back on the uh, podcast and get an update. Uh, yep. I'd love to see how the beginning is gone. And also, I wouldn't mind having them on a third time, assuming we get them on a second time, to, uh, in the summer. See how things are going, if it's, if it's continuing, uh, the popularity, you know, once the sun goes down, uh, T-balls go up down there. So uh, exciting times across the industry. Uh, certainly looking forward to, to hearing more about grass clippings and, uh, and other properties. Yeah, absolutely. And it will be interesting to see what happens with it. Um, yes, when summertime comes around out there to see how that goes, uh, to see if, just curious to see whether they can still, how, how what kind of a crowd they get for it. Uh, when I would imagine even at nighttime, the weather can, the temperatures can still be pretty hot and perhaps uncomfortable to play golf. So we'll see how that works out for them. I certainly hope it does uh, work out the best for them. Yeah. Hey, that's fantastic. Hey, let, let's let's cut it off here because um, enough of you and me, right? We don't want to see us. I want to talk to uh, Alicia Nissel from uh, she's the GM of the Downtown Clubs in Houston, Texas. Uh, she's going to talk about trends for 2024, uh, attracting and retaining members, and much much more. So uh, enough of you and me, Phil. Uh, let's get to Alicia, and uh, we'll go from there. Hello. Hey, welcome back to the uh, podcast. I have Alicia Nissel, general manager of the downtown clubs in Houston, Texas. Alicia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ron. Happy to do it. Uh, we love having you on here. Uh, if you could, please give us a little, uh, an elevator pitch. Tell us about your clubs a little bit. Sure. So we are part of the invited club family, previously Club Corp. And we have two, uh, premier fitness and racket clubs that are in downtown Houston. So we have a state-of-the-art fitness center. We have 10 indoor tennis courts at the Met, which is one of our clubs. We are, you know, family-oriented as well. We have a great kids club. We have wonderful restaurants. Uh, center Club, which is the other club a mile away, also downtown, has a great private event space. Um, still a state-of-the-art fitness center, great group studios, Pilates, and we do have squash, racquetball, and spa amenities as well. Oh, fan, I was gonna, one of my questions was going to be how close the clubs are together. So only a mile. Only a mile apart. Yes, kind of on different sides of downtown Houston, but we're taking up the whole area. Well, fantastic. You got, looks like you got the market cornered down there. We do. So you'd mentioned the, uh, the kids club and the families. Uh, what, what are you doing to attract families uh, to the club? I know uh, that's a big trend in 2024, 2023. Uh, it's no longer just dad taking off and having a couple cocktails after playing tennis, right? It's, it's mom, uh, the kids, grandma, everybody's coming. Correct. So we used to have more of the kind of corporate membership uh, and less families. Uh, so we did, we still have a lot of families and juniors with our tennis programming as well as our squash and racquetball. Um, after COVID, you know, downtown Houston kind of got very quiet. We still remain pretty quiet on the office side of things. And we focused more on kind of the community who lived closer to downtown, which of course attracted more of the families, the younger generation, and a lot of children, moms, not so much just the dad scene anymore. Um, we have a wonderful kids club where, you know, 
any children from six months old through about 12 can come stay in our kids club. The parents can work out, take a tennis lesson. We do a lot of great summer camps and holiday camps. So anywhere from sports, basketball, we've incorporated pickleball, which of course is booming at the moment. Um, but we have a great opportunity for indoor summer camps whenever Houston hits those triple digit numbers, which is a very big ask of a lot of our community. I used to live in Dallas and it used to get hot in Dallas, but not so humid. From what I understand, Houston's about five, 10 degrees hotter and humid. Yes. So 10 indoor tennis courts right now are definitely a premium. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So you'd mentioned that uh, from anywhere from toddlers on up to like, you know, 12 is, is like the sweet spot for kids. Uh, I have a 13 year old son myself and he's sporty. He would love the basketball court. Uh, but what are you doing or are you doing anything that's maybe attracting that 13 to 17, 18 year old kid? Is it is it sports? Is it, uh, you know, getting them involved in in racquetball and, and, and tennis and such? It is. So sports is definitely a big one. Um, we do a lot of teen orientations for that teenager who hasn't really been on a fitness floor or hasn't been able to really begin working out. And we have a lot of kind of that age group who are playing tennis, who are playing other sports, and their parents want them to be able to come to a very family-friendly community-style club, not so much more like your kind of one-off other clubs that are overcrowded, maybe doesn't have the supervision or the personal trainers to kind of keep an eye out and overlook um, for the children and the teenagers. So we do a lot of classes for teens that take a look at kind of introducing them to all of the equipment, kind of the safety precautions and involving them in a lot of our Kind of group class trainings where they meet all the personal trainers they get to experience the fitness floor they feel comfortable kind of asking for help or being able you know to come visit the club once they're 16 17 and able to drive here on their own and their parents feel a lot more comfortable knowing that they are in this type of facility now you you probably touched upon a, a lot of this next question but i wanted to see if we can dig down a little bit um covid was tough on uh on city clubs uh, restaurants, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of that kind of stuff, indoor facilities, golf was a boom. People loved getting outside. Uh, what did you do? Obviously you, you've, you've made it through. Congratulations. You're on the other <laughs> Thank side. You. Yeah. And, uh, so what are you doing to now retain the people who've stayed loyal, who've stayed at the club and you want to keep them there? Obviously, uh, you want to give them everything they can possibly have. So what, anything special you're doing to retain your members? So one of the kind of best traits that we have here at the downtown club. So this club was founded in 1976. Some of our employees have even been here for 30 plus years, 40 plus years. Unlike most fitness facilities and tennis facilities, we have that very country club feel. So we make sure that all of our members feel like they are missing out if they're not here at the club or feel like they are part of our social events that we host. Um, we do a lot of kind of group opportunities for them to meet other members and kind of make sure that they don't get overlooked and they're very involved and they feel a part of the club. Uh, we have a very family feel 
throughout the club with our members as well as our staff. And we, you know, after COVID, memberships did slow down a lot. Downtown is still not close to being back to what it was, you know, once all the companies kind of left and went to that work from home model. Um, we still have a lot that are hybrid workers. So we took the opportunity to kind of focus on the members that we have as well as selling new memberships to make sure that we were listening to, you know, what they were looking for in the club, what they were hoping that we brought on. We have updated our fitness floor alone. We've added a great stretch and recovery area. We've added a recovery room. So the cold plunge, the infrared sauna, the red light therapy, you know, we are making sure that our members see the effort that we're putting in. And they also feel like they're as much as a community as they can be, where we're not just a fitness facility where you walk in, work out. And That's great. Uh, One-stop shop for everything then. And we do have the benefits, of course, for the other country clubs. We have, you know, X Life, where they can add that onto their membership and have complimentary or discounted green fees at our local or even U.S. You know, invited clubs for golf as well. Yeah, it's a huge bonus being part of the um, yeah. under the um, the invited umbrella, I suppose. It is very nice, and plus, it's helpful when we have a lot of individuals and members who have moved to another city, another state, and fortunately for invited we have so many clubs that we can do that warm introduction and kind of that magic moment which is what we refer to it at invited where if there is a club which there normally is where they're moving we put them in touch with that club's membership director their general manager and normally they end up transferring and being able to stay in the family that's terrific hey i'll get you out on this one uh crystal ball time looking into yeah. your crystal ball five years down the road ten years down the road what do you see uh, at the downtown clubs and maybe the industry as a whole? Anything that you can see uh, into the future? So I know, I'm sure you're aware, but we, you know, the new trends, clearly our recovery room, more of a focus on stretching and recovery, our, you know, healthy eating items and our kind of meal prep is something that our members have a lot of interest in. And that is a big ask. Pickleball, uh, we brought in pickleball. We have a center club is more of our private event space. And, you know, we're looking into bringing in, you know, more pickleball opportunity because we currently have those courts on our basketball court. We run leagues. We offer a lot of clinics and socials and it's a, we don't have enough space. We are, you know, our members are so interested not only in our tennis courts, which then indoor tennis courts in Houston is, like I said, a pretty, pretty hot thing to have. Um, so us focusing more on utilizing the courts that we have for that tennis member compaction, you know, when we do come across that point, our group programming is amazing. Our members love being able to meet other members who are around their level, who are interested in the same type of, you know, like visiting the club. That's, this is their me Tom. They're happy to be here. They this is their escape and we try to do everything in our power to make sure that they're always happy and that they know we're listening for things that they're looking for here in our community. Wow, thank you. Thank you Alicia for your uh your your introspective. Uh and I would love to uh, hear more going forward. Uh but that's but enough for our time right now. Um 
Thank you again for joining us and hope to talk yeah, to you of course. soon. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.